Hello, and welcome to the Department 12 podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dr. Ben Butina. You know, I've always been interested in how people end up in the IO Psych tribe. For a lucky few, they learn about the field in their intro psych course in college and fall in love at first sight. For many others, though, the path is less direct. In today's episode, we'll hear from our friend Sharif about his long and winding road to IO Psych. My name is Sharif Al-Qallawi. I'm a fourth year PhD student at Florida Tech in the IO program, and I have recently passed my comps, so now I'm officially a PhD candidate, and I live in Melbourne, Florida. If you've listened to the past few episodes, you know Sharif is a Fulbright scholarship recipient who is now working on his PhD in IO Psych in the US, but his story starts almost 15 years ago in Egypt. So my journey started uh, back in 2006. I was one of the uh, top students in my cohort in high school, and I was choosing which university I should apply to. And my father is a wonderful pharmacist, and he is an owner uh, of his own pharmacy. So I was encouraged to follow his lead and to uh, go to the Pharmaceutical Sciences University. Um, so it's a Pharmaceutical Sciences College at Alexandria University in Egypt. And that was the beginning where I started to study pharmacy and started to see what are the opportunities that the pharmaceutical field has for me. But I found that maybe a lot of the companies uh, in Egypt doesn't have the research and development uh, opportunities that I was thinking of, and I might not be the next cancer drug inventor in that case. Toward the end of Sharif's undergraduate days, he begins to question his chosen career path in pharmaceuticals, so he considers some alternatives. I started to think, okay, if this is the case, what other career would I like to be working at? I would like to have another interest of mine and to pursue it, but which way should I go to? So I kept that question in the back of my mind and I kept thinking about answers. And some of my other students, uh, colleagues were actually thinking like me, like what are some other interests that they might pursue after they graduate if they don't really like the uh, most common options of working as a community pharmacist or as a a sales representative. And what happened for me is, just in the last semester before graduation, I got a chance to sit with a Career Counseling Association and I had an interview with them and the advice that I received was that I can either work in human resources or in the marketing department. And I said, okay, let's give this a thought. So Sharif has the potential for either marketing or human resources. How should he decide between the two? So rationally, I flipped a coin with my close friend and we said if it is heads, then I will go for HR and if it's tail, I will go to marketing. And interestingly, three out of four times it was HR. So I told myself, okay, this is a good sign and I'm already interested in the idea of working in human resources. So let's give this a try. And from that time, I started to realize that the hardest thing about human resources is to get an entry job because once you can enter the field, it can be much more easier for you to find other uh, positions. But the first opportunity in the human resources field can be a hard one. And it worked for, for me that I found a hospital that wanted to recruit someone from a medical background to recruit 
uh, staff in the medical field like physicians, nurses, etc. So they were looking for an entry-level employee who can learn the HR field while having the necessary knowledge about the medical terminology to use while they are choosing the physicians or interviewing them or uh, shortlisting them. And that was my first overlap between what I have learned before in pharmacy and knowing about the medical terms and starting to work in the HR field with this recruitment agency. So I joined them and I started to learn about how can we recruit people, how do we interview people, how to do cold calling and shortlist candidates and work with resumes and um, how to deal with job fairs all of these recruitment related activities. But I think the most important thing that I learned from that first experience in HR was that this is a lifelong learning journey. It's not really one job experience that is going to learn me everything that I need to know about this field. And I started to understand more about what educational degrees that I can uh, pursue if I want to be uh, more educated in that new career for me. And I learned about a postgraduate diploma that was given at the uh, American University in Cairo. At this point, Sharif begins to realize that human resources is a little like the TARDIS from Doctor Who or Prince Ahmed's tent from The Thousand and One Nights. It's a lot bigger on the inside than it appears from the outside. He's got a lot more to learn, so it's time to go back to school. So I started learning uh, about HR through this one-year-long diploma uh, at the American University Cairo, and this was actually the first professional educational degree that I get in that new career because it meant to me that if I'm going to go for another career or for a new one then I should really establish myself not only from an experience point of view but also from an academic point of view so I really enjoyed learning about the new career and starting to work in it at the same time while I was implementing what I was learning about it. So that was the first experience that I had at Andalusia Group for Medical Services inside the recruitment agency. Then I got another chance actually to join uh, some of my friends and to work on a startup company. So I had a friend of mine who were telling me uh, what about making this idea. And the idea was establishing the first multidisciplinary health journal in the uh, area of the Middle East or specifically in Egypt. So we said, why not? Let's try to give this a try. And we started to uh, form a team and we had other co-founders. And that was a really interesting stage in my life. Because at this stage, I started to think that it's not only about the human resources experience that uh, that I need to learn in order to be a good co-founder. I also need to learn about other business activities and other fields in order to be a good co-founder. I needed to start to learn about how to do marketing things, how to do sales things, how to sit with um, like designers for designing our website or for designing our journal itself, and how to do some accounting activities. So this kind of business acumen started to accumulate through this process, and I think this was, this was one of the most condensed experience that I had where I had to learn a lot of things in a very short time. And it was a remarkable experience for me because it made me think that I can do a lot of things that I didn't think about before. If I am an owner of a business, then I can do it my way. I can try to uh, like expand the business in 
more areas that no one has thought of before and you start to expand the way you are thinking about business and about all of the uh, things you need to learn about. So I think the most important thing that I got from that experience was that HR is a very good field but in addition to it if you can learn about all of the other supporting functions then in that way you can have a real competitive advantage. Sharif becomes a co-founder at a startup and learns to wear many hats. Now it's not just HR anymore, it's sales, it's marketing, it's finance, and even design. Like most startups, this one ultimately doesn't go the distance, but it opens Sharif up to new possibilities and gives him a lot of business acumen. Because the startup company uh, has not been very successful at the uh, final stage of it. So in that next step, when I joined the pharmaceutical company, uh, I got a chance to develop a human resources department and to implement everything that I learned about HR in that company. So I worked in many HR functions. In some of them, it was from scratch. It was in recruitment, selection, performance management, training and development, um, and organizational development. There were many HR functions that I found to be very useful for any employee in the company. And at that stage, I thought that if this pharmaceutical company needs to be competitive in its uh, area, then what can be better than providing it with the latest updates in the HR field to make it really competitive? And I started to implement everything with the support of general, the general manager, of course. It was a Medina Pharmaceutical uh, Company or MPI Arabia. And at that company, I got a real chance of like planning and deciding and implementing all of the kinds of crazy initiatives that I had in my mind after I learned about the HR field. And it was a really good opportunity to think about not only implementing, but also planning for and building initiatives in every possible HR area. So that really helped me a lot, uh, especially that I was acting as an HR manager and I tried to extend my skills and my uh, abilities to the maximum to be able to be more useful for my company. If you're keeping score at home, Sharif has gone from a planned career following his father into the pharmaceuticals field to a coin flip that leads him into human resources. From there, he works as a medical recruiter, earns a diploma in HR, co-founds a startup, and then builds a traditional HR function for a pharmaceutical company. So what's next? Well, why not the United Nations? In my last uh, journey step before starting to learn about uh, the IO psychology field, I worked at the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees Office in Cairo, uh, Egypt. And I was actually the youngest HR member to join the team uh, at that time. And that experience was really inspiring because it gave me the feeling that there is another world that don't really know about. In that world, there are many other nationalities and many other agencies who are doing a fantastic job around the world in many areas. And I can be one of these guys who are helping others. I can join them and I can be uh, effective not only internally, but also to recruit others who can help many other people in the organization. So the HR function was really essential for the organization and especially through the time of the Syrian crisis, it meant much more for me to provide a humanitarian cause through my uh, 
to serve that humanitarian cause through my HR function and not only being a normal HR employee. So I think that this experience provided me with the kind of global mindset, if I can say, that helped me a lot since that time to think about how does other areas of the world work and what do other areas need in terms of HR capabilities or functions. I learned that there is different needs for different cultures and you need to be flexible enough to customize your policies or your applications to suit most of the uh, cultures and to work with each of them individually to know what they need and how can you really help them in the best possible way. So that was the beginning of how can I think globally not only locally and from that time I thought that in the future I should try to expand my knowledge and my skills to be able to help as many people as possible and maybe that can happen if I join their headquarters office in the future and work more into the planning functions and the designing functions in this way I can be uh, helping much more employees around the globe. Have you ever wondered if all your connections on LinkedIn will have any real impact on your career or your life? For Sharif, his position at the United Nations grew out of a chance connection he made with someone from the UN on LinkedIn years before. And at this point, he can feel his horizons expanding. He's thinking more globally now and wondering how he can best help people. That was a time where I started to expand my mindset about the HR functions and how can we help lots of people in many other areas. But I still have that question. If I want to help people around me, is the HR knowledge that I have learned so far or I have worked in so far enough or should I learn other things? I felt at that point that maybe the human resource uh, knowledge that I had and the experience that I had was not really sufficient to fulfill my uh, desire for learning more about how to motivate people. Usually the HR practices are kind of um, management oriented or what what kind of practices do you need to do, but it has less of how can you understand the employee in front of you, what other thoughts or attitudes that you need to learn about in order to help employees be a better version of themselves. How can you motivate them at work place? So all of these ideas were not completely answered through studying HR or working in it. So I continued to uh, read more about HR stuff in order to fulfill this kind of curiosity. And one day, a friend of mine um, recommended to me checking the Australian immigration website and that they have interesting um, opportunities. And I found one of the uh, jobs that were posted there called organizational psychologists. Like most of us, when Sharif first hears about psychology, he's thinking of psychotherapy. And that made me think, all right, I know that psychologists usually are working in the clinical area, so how can they be working in organizations? Are they, are they going to treat employees, or what are they going to do? So I started to dig more into that topic and to learn more about organizational psychology, and I was really fascinated by the concepts that we have in IO psychology and how can you learn more about the uh, motives and the attitudes and the thoughts of employees and how can you think of the origins of intentions and behaviors and not only the final step of dealing with the behavior. 
that was really interesting for me and I thought that now I have found my real passion. That is the specific area or the refining of my initial thought of how can I better develop people around me and help organizations. So from that time I started to see where can I study IO psychology and I found that a lot of uh, the opportunities are through the U.S. universities and I was lucky to know about the American Fulbright Scholarship and I went through that process and I was selected as one of around 50 persons from Egypt uh, to be Fulbright Scholars and to study a master's degree in IO psychology at the U.S. And when that happened, it started to be the beginning of my more refined degree of really studying a career that I like to join in the future. It's IO psychology and I know that I have lots of interests in subcategories of IO psychology but I can learn more about them while I'm studying IO psychology. So I joined the amazing uh, IO program at Florida Tech and I found them providing lots of opportunities through the Center for Organizational Effectiveness and the uh, International uh, Collaboration and Cultural Management Institute. So they had different consulting opportunities for students and that enabled me to study and implement what I learned. So I think that for me, if I can think of the whole experience, it took me maybe around 10 years to realize what I specifically want to do in life. And what I'm really interested in started while I was an undergrad student, knowing that I want to help people around me in a better version of themselves and help them fit uh, their future and dream jobs more and to kind of uh, make sure that the right person has, has, is at the right place. And from that time, I knew that if I'm going to do that, I want to learn about other branches. So I knew about the HR field, but it didn't make me feel fully uh, satisfied in terms of curiosity. So one year after the other, I kept my passion and my questions till I finally found the IO psychology field by chance, totally by chance. And now, 15 years later, our journey with Sharif into IO Psychology ends. But of course, his real journey inside IO Psychology is just getting started. From recruiter, to startup co-founder, to HR manager, and then to the United Nations, I can't wait to see how he brings this experience and perspective to bear in our field. I'm grateful for that lucky coin flip all those years ago. Still, I can't help wondering how Sharif's life might have been different if IO Psychology was mentioned in his intro to Psych textbook all those years ago. I asked Sharif to reflect on that question, and if you want to hear his answer, you'll have to check out the Get Out blog, and you can find a link to that blog entry in the show notes. I'm a member of the Get Up task force, and our goal is to get IO Psych in front of students in their intro psych classes, and Sharif has a unique perspective on this issue. I hope you'll check it out. By the way, if you know any intro psych instructors, please tell them about teachiopsych.com. It's a one-stop shop for materials and ideas to help them incorporate IO Psych into their intro classes. Talk to you next time.